Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shooting the Breeze. I'm Cody. And I'm Sawyer. And today we have Miss Cassidy Gunter with us. And Cassidy is giving us a true crime story, right? Yes. Okay. So true crime story. So Cassidy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm married to Cody. Oh, okay, uh, that's, good. <laughs> that's good. As if nobody already knew that. Uh, right. Sawyer's my brother-in-law. That's also true. These are all factual so far. And okay. I like true crime, and um, I don't really like studying it, though. It's not as fun as listening to it. Oh, my gosh, it. you're telling us. I don't know how many the conspiracy God. theories and the true... It's like... I'm a, I'd rather do a conspiracy theory than true crime. True crime, I'm sitting there, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> like reading. You have to listen to it's it just graphic. over and over again. <laughs> yeah. What stinks is like, it's not like one website has all the information. Oh it's like God. you have to go to 10 different ones mm-hmm. and pull a little bit of each to make your own little, you know, outline mm-hmm. of whatever true crime conspiracy, whatever it is. So yeah, what's the, what's the title of the true crime story that you're telling us today? I just titled it her name. Sherry Papini. Miss Papini? Papini? Yeah. She's Italian. Miss Papini. <laughs> okay. Don't... S- don't stereotype. I don't know if she really is. Oh, that just, no, it just sounds like it. Just my bad. Sounds like a papini. I don't know. Papini. Anyways, Miss It's well, true crime, but it's gonna throw you for a loop. Sweet. Well, y'all ready to dive on in? Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm not supposed to say that. Yet. Y'all ready? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. dive on in. <laughs> All right, Cassidy. So I guess tell us a little bit about Mrs. Papini. Okay. Uh, Sherry Papini was married to Keith. Uh, and they, and Sorry, no, <laughs> Keith Papini. And oh, I did think about that when I was writing this story. It doesn't remind me of me and you at all. But there's certain things that you're like, oh, Keith. And I don't know. I just feel like you'll be like, oh, that's kind of like us. I don't know. Okay. So. Sherry was married to Keith, and they were childhood friends, and they actually wrote each other notes when they were in middle school. Just like y'all do. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't write each- Did we write each other notes in middle <laughs> shut, school? Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> shut, shut up. It sounds We good. went to middle school. <laughs> yeah, we knew each other. Um, and they had their first kiss when they were in seventh grade. But after graduating, they spent years apart, and they reconnected, and he ended up keeping all the notes that they wrote back and forth, and they ended up getting together. It sounds nothing like us. It sounds like the notebook. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is sounds like us. I would never do that. Yeah, in your head, this sounds like us. That's true. Okay. Well, they were very like cutesy. Uh, Like they left each other notes on the coffee pot, and they just had like a fairy tale romance. Cody does that every morning. No, No, I don't. All right, go ahead. Anyways, they were married in 2009, and they ended up moving into Keith's childhood home. Uh, it was in Redding, California, and they had two younger kids. One was named Tyler, and the daughter, her name was Violet. And I think they were like two and four years old. What a name for a kid. Tyler? Violet. Violet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler was the one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that threw you off, not Violet? Okay. No, I don't know why, but like naming your kid after a flower just kind of throws me off. Violet. Daisy, the Incredibles, dude. Um, yeah, I know, but like, uh, what's another flower? Good job, (laughs) Rose. Rose, calling your kid Rosie or Rose, or calling your kid Violet, or I can't think of any. (laughs) Can't think of any other flowers. I'm so tired. (laughs) Oh, 
Tulip, yeah. <laughs> tulip, no, tulip. Old tulip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just disrespectful. Anyways, continue. Violet and uh, Tyler? Yes, Tyler and Violet were their kids' names. Okay. Um, Sherry was a stay-at-home mom, and she was very hands-on in her kids' lives. Keith worked at Best Buy as an AV specialist. Best Buy. <laughs> she woke up like every morning around 6 and had activities planned all day long for the kids. She meal prepped. She ran all the errands. She was like the ideal stay-at-home mom. She sounds like the best. I was going to say, she sounds like a real one. I know. Real. She sounds Ms. like Papini. what I want to do, but I don't want to end up like her. You don't meal prep right now. That's I crazy. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the stay-at-home mom. But if you did... I'd give you a award at the gala next year. That'd okay. go crazy. Anyways, their relationship was well balanced, and when he got home from work, he would take over with the kids while she finished cooking dinner. And whenever he got home, the kids would run to the door and greet him, and they always called it family snuggles. Aww, I thought it was sweet. That's so sweet. Well, on November 2nd, 2010, Keith was leaving for work around 6.50 while Sherry was checking on Violet. Um, their daughter, and he gave Sherry a kiss and hug before he left. When he got home, however, di- things didn't quite feel right, so he opened the door, and the house was silent. No family snuggies? Nobody no came snuggies? and greeted him at the oh door. Oh, my gosh. I knew you were giving us a sweet, like, little backstory before you just crushed us. I know. Okay. Well, he wasn't startled yet. He looked around the house and in the yard because he saw her car was in the driveway, but he didn't see her or the kids there. But he had her on Find My Friends, so he tracked her, and he saw that she was at the mailbox. So oh, this is like recent. He's got Find My Friends. On. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. November second. Oh How scary would that be? Like you just pulled in your driveway, and then you track your wife, and it's like she was at the mailbox. I just passed the mailbox. Right. Like to get in here. Well, the mailbox. <clears> I was gonna get to that. It's a little bit of ways, like. A mile or a little bit less than that. Oh, so you don't pass it like coming down the driveway? Well, my thoughts was, because I kind of thought the same thing, is they may have gone on a walk Mm -hmm. and like down the road. And at this point, they're back at the mailbox. Right. Okay. So this isn't like one of the activities she had planned. Yeah. Go on a walk. A little nature walk before family snuggies. No, yeah. Right before family (laughs) snuggies. Okay. So there are maybe on a walk. Yeah. So he checked her location and saw that she was at the mailbox. So he got in his car and drove down there, and um, assuming they took a walk, and nobody was there. So Keith called his mom to see if she knew anything, but she didn't. And so next he called the kids' daycare to see when Sherry picked them up, and the person on the other end of the phone was confused and said that Sherry never picked the kids up that day. So the kids were still at daycare. Okay, okay. thank goodness. At least they're alive, because yeah. I know something's about to happen. Oh, God. So in that moment, Keith knew something was wrong because she would never just leave the kids at daycare. So he knew something bad was happening, so he began searching for her phone because he saw that it was down by the mailbox somewhere. And he looked around, and it was on the ground. And Mm. he saw it was on the ground, the headphones were plugged in, and there was some blood on the headphones, and a little bit of her hair was kind of wadded up in the cord. That's so scary. Yeah. So he panicked and he called 911, insisting that something was wrong. And he actually later told interviewers that he knew that she was taken. She had actually been training for a 5K. This is stuff oh, that I started thinking of. For those who don't know, Cassie and I are currently training for a 5K on Labor Day. 
You're not training no more, bro. Yeah. You got two days. Nah, we, no. you can run around the house a thousand times until you hit a 5K. I'm not training. I'm doing really bad. <laughs> okay, I'm training for a 5K. Cassidy's running with me. Yes. Have you ran today? Nope. Bro, I just woke up an hour ago. <laughs> Anyways, so she was training for a 5K, so he assumed based where he found her phone that she was taken while she was running. And before touching his or her phone, what do you think he did? He looked. He didn't touch it because of evidence. Yeah, he, he took a picture of it. Oh, smart. Hey, yeah. Smart man. So he thought that it, I thought it was kind of cool that he, in that moment while <laughs> he was panicking, he thought to take a picture of her phone before picking it up. He listens to podcasts. He, he listens to, <laughs> he listens to, listens to criminal. He probably yeah. did. Yeah. So he called Sherry's sister to inform her what was going on. And her name was Sheila. And she just remembers falling to the ground and crying after hearing the news. Uh, Sherry was her younger sister, and she told her husband that she didn't know if she would ever see her sister again. That's sad. Yeah. So trying to piece together what could have happened that day, uh, the police contacted Sherry's friends and family trying to find out whatever they could to get an idea of what the day looked like before she vanished. They checked the neighborhood surveillance cameras. They checked into hotels and motels and hospitals, thinking maybe she was injured. And somebody took her to the hospital and like she didn't have any identification on her, Mm. but there was no luck. And they even contacted her ex. He lived outside the state, um, but he said he hadn't spoken to her in over six years. You know, you're desperate when you're calling your your wife's ex. Well, they talked to anybody who may have known her or had any kind of. Oh, yeah, because he also could be a suspect Mm -hmm. because he snatched her up. Huh? He might have snatched her up. He could have. Yeah. So, nothing they were looking into provided any helpful information. So, Keith, not knowing what else to do, he actually went to the mayor and asked to speak to the city ca- at the city council meeting um, just to ask the community for help. It didn't occur to him, though, that he was the suspect. Because, you know, generally, yeah. they the look husband, at the husband. Yeah, yeah, the husband did it. She's gone, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my right. God. <laughs> and All so, right. of course, the police thought that him taking a picture of the phone was kind of suspicious that he was so calm in that moment. See, that ticks me off because I would have done the exact same thing just because I've been like, okay, let me be helpful. Yeah, let me be helpful. And then, of course, they'd be like, ah, yeah, that's, that's suspicious. You wouldn't you know did to it. do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no normal like, person would do that. Like, okay, I'm not normal. Like, <laughs> I'm very, like, I'm I don't know. I'm like Sherlock I'm Holmes. Different. I'm yeah, different. I'm built different. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So. He's a suspect. Yeah, and they wanted to talk to Keith about uh, his and her text before she went missing. Oh, God. And he told police that when Sherry would get upset, she would send angry and th- uh, like threatening texts to him, like All saying right. that she would leave and take the kids because he hated confrontation, so she would do whatever she could to like get him riled up. Um, so he said that their arguments looked suspect, but they really weren't as bad as they seemed. They looked suspicious. Yeah. Okay. You say <laughs> <laughs> they look That's suspect. Great. Number one suspect, their text. <laughs> um, they look suspect. Um, they look suspect. Look suspicious is the word. That suspicious. You're yeah, because you're always on me about what I say. So I just had to point Let's out that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she was like, so she was uh, antagonized him, yes. basically. Well, because 
They would be mad. She's going down. <laughs> what I'm assuming is they would like be arguing and she'd be like, just get mad or something. And he'd be like, no. <laughs> like he, he was one of those guys that just always was like cool, Whatever. cool, yeah. cool, calm, and collective. And that does piss some people off because it's like, yeah. man, why can't I get this guy just on nerd? Yell. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mess with her like that. I'll be pissed. I'll be like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. Like punching her and stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I'm uh, kidding. I do not be my wife, obviously. Well, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we're gonna have to cut that. You, you punched me. Oh, on acts. I have never intentionally punched her. I have accidentally acted You've like I was gonna my punch lip her. Bleed. Yeah, I accidentally. See how that holds up in court. Oh, <laughs> um, I didn't mean to. We've already seen that you're the first suspect. Suspect, yeah, I know. The, that's the, the correct way to use suspect. <laughs> You're the first suspicious. Have you ever hit her? Well, that's I can just see that. Like, have you ever hit your wife? Well, I mean, yeah, but it was all accident. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but <laughs> guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> Gone. Oh my goodness. Um. All right. So some pretty suspicious suspect texts we got going here. Okay. Yeah, but Sherry's family even backed Keith up, saying that he would never, they would never consider Keith as a suspect. And that they were confident he had nothing to do with her going missing. Let's that's go. good. Yeah. That's good. Free my boy Keith. <laughs> he voluntarily took a polygraph. Uh, no, we have to. A polygraph? That right. That's <laughs> right. That you were right. I said graft. That's all right. Nobody heard it. Okay. Well, they did now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll cut that. But yeah. All right. So I'm he not vol- good. <laughs> That cut that. All right. Go ahead. He volunteered to take a polygraph test and gave. Everything over to the police that they asked for, like his phone and computer records. And he passed the polygraph test and really seemed to be cooperating the whole time. So this case ended up becoming international news. And at this point, there was no proof on how she went missing. They just assumed that she was kidnapped. Mm. So the FBI ended up getting involved. And after just a few hours after he called the police, the police and volunteers started searching everywhere, near her house, in the woods, in the ditches, but there was no sign of her. She just up and gone. Yeah, she vanished. All you had was headphones, a phone, and yeah. a little bit of hair left. That's mm-hmm. scary, though. I did read something that said on her phone, she was listening to their wedding song, oh and it was God. by like Michael Buble. My God. Oh, of course it was. And it was just playing on repeat. Oh, so <laughs> sad. Uh, I'm going to do that one day. Like, I'm just going to tell you I'm going running, and I'm just going to throw my phone and my AirPods in the middle of like, the ditch or something. Just Make me go scared. For a, yeah, go for That's a camping crazy. trip for a couple of days. That is kind of messed up. Hmm. All right. So um, missing posters and billboards were put up everywhere, and people even tied the yellow ribbons around trees. And I think that means something like come home safely or you're like praying for a safe return. Mm. And Keith even started appearing on TV and just trying to spread awareness about her disappearance. And where was this? In California. Redding, Redding California. California. Right there with Bethel Church. <clears throat> Dang. Yeah. So a little time went and Sir's efforts seemed to start settling down, but her family didn't lose momentum. They started a GoFundMe and raised around or at almost $50,000 to fund, yeah, greater search efforts. And this was kind of random. An anonymous donor suggested that the family offer a reverse ransom to Sherry's abductors for a safe return. So 
So they basically they are offering uh, money to bring to the her kidnappers back. to bring her back, because so, you usually the kidnappers will be like ask for money. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of sus that somebody threw that in there. A random right. businessman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Look, if it were me, I'd take this. Much I would money. just <laughs> offer up like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Few bands. <laughs> I think they would like around fifty. So. <laughs> Yeah. The number exactly. Yeah, I think this would suffice. 000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, so he was just a random businessman that was passing through town, and he saw that they were searching for. Uh, he said the abductors should contact a personal. Oh wait, it's called a professional negotiator, and his name was uh, Cameron Gabble. So Cameron was a retired airman. Oh. Let's go. And he made a living training people how to avoid being captured. And how to escape if they were. I that's I like crazy. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> a little something about that. In 2006, uh, in an interview in 2016, he showed ABC his training warehouse where he, he built kidnap simulators. Uh, which sounds scary. Uh, come on, it's like a haunted house. <laughs> like if anybody would miss it, I'd just immediately go to him. Like, yeah. all right, bro, we know what you got in there. Okay. <laughs> On November 18th, he posted a video to YouTube saying that he, um, he had been contacted by someone regarding Sherry and they wished to stay anonymous. It was that businessman. And he, indru- he introduced himself as an international kidnap and ransom consultant. The business guy or the Campbell? Or- yeah, Campbell. Is that his name? Yeah. Cameron Campbell? Mm-hmm. Gable. Ga- oh, Gable. wait, I'm sorry. Gable. Gable. I was going to say, bro, you don't even know his name? I will say I the dude who earlier. offered who Cameron said something Gabble. about the ransom though he it said anonymous donor so he was putting up the money for the ransom the, the businessman okay. was he was <laughs> <laughs> got him we're leaving um, that in <laughs> so the businessman was saying that they should give like do a ransom basically yes Cameron <clears throat> on his YouTube video that he posted said he had been contacted by, that by someone who wanted to remain anonymous, and that was the businessman. How do you know? Because I researched it. He doesn't oh. remain anonymous very long. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so we know who it is, but everybody else doesn't know who's no, this. No, okay. I just know him as the businessman. Okay. Yeah, and so he addressed, this was, it's not funny. This isn't funny at all. <laughs> probably, I'm about to laugh. Yeah, yeah. 100% about to laugh. So when he introduced himself as the international kidnap and ransom consultant, he in, he addressed the abduct, abductors. He addressed them as, "I don't know your motive, and I don't know who you are, and I don't care. All we care about is getting Sherry back." Dang. So he posted another what? No, that's that's what the businessman said. This is what Cameron, Cameron said. Cameron, the dude who like trained people how when to he, not get. Yeah, he posted uh, a I'm video. Confused. Okay, so this guy, so <laughs> Cameron up. just came out Keep and was up. like, I don't care about any of y'all. I don't care about your like your heartfelt speeches and anything like that. No, just... he, ad- he addressed the abductors. Oh. He posted yeah. a video. <laughs> Whoever captured so he just literally, Sherry. He was like, literally, screw y'all. I just want this girl back. Yeah, yeah. he was talking to whoever he thought abducted her. Mm-hmm. abducted cherry but he he just like put it out there yeah just a video on his youtube video like it kind of raising awareness yeah. and saying like screw y'all give me her back now bring her back i don't know who you are 
but I will find <laughs> what is that? Liam, yeah. Liam Taken. Neeson? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. I don't know who you are. Are you tracking? Yeah, yeah, I'm tracking now. Got it. <laughs> yes. You threw a lot of people's names in there yeah, at I'm one sorry. time and that got confused. So he posted another video on November 23rd and this time saying, the world is looking for you, Sherry Papini, and now the world is going to be looking for you, whoever you are. All and right, that's Liam. To the this man, Liam Neeson. Yeah, they made this the Taken movie after this guy. I know. He's just dropping fire in these YouTube. Taken videos. is a true story, isn't it? Uh, I think it is. I think I'm not I gonna say based on true story. If it is, that guy is a he's crazy. Yeah, he's it. Oh no, I could be totally wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'm sure something like that has happened before. I'd like to think I could do it. But probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So the ransom money. He he said that it was no longer an option for the abductors. And um, it was like a six-figure mystery sum. Ooh, they never uh. said exactly how much it was. So there was a three-day period where the businessman said, if you don't bring her back in three days, they'll pull the money. And the man said that the money would go to the public now to find Sherry. So now it's like a, a, a reward mm-hmm. instead of So um, it was either going to go to the abductors or go to the community to help find yeah. her? Mm-hmm. Okay. So people did think it was weird that uh, like it seemed kind of like a publicity stunt, like yeah. to raise awareness for Cameron. Um, it was just random hostage negotiator like plugging his business. Oh, it's kind of dirty. Yeah. But Keith didn't care. He just wanted his wife back. Yeah. As he should. Yeah. So on Thanksgiving Day, it had been 22 days since she vanished, and Keith got a phone call from the police. They had found Sherry. Oh, there's still some hope there that she was just kidnapped. Oh, wait. She was, she was alive. Oh, they found her alive. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I like how you assume. Oh, I just, right when I, when I hear that, like, the police found her, like, I'm just like, yep, oh, she's, she's dead. dead. She's gone. <laughs> it's done I know, it. you didn't give me the reaction I was wanting. I was like, oh, Sorry. okay. <laughs> Sorry, my mind immediately went to They had found pessimist. Sherry. Oh, okay, so In she a good way, yeah. All right, cool. So the story's <laughs> over? No. Yeah, okay. She had told police that her abductors dropped her off and on like a road in the middle of nowhere and she was bound with a chain around her waist and like a chain to the inside of the car and that she had a bag over her head so she couldn't see Mm. so the abductors stopped and cut her loose and they pushed her out and the car sped away so with her free hand because she was kind of like chained into the car like around her waist yeah so with her free hand she was able to remove the bag over her head which ended up being a pillowcase and she was trying to get her bearings because she had no idea where she was Mm -hmm. so she ran around and she ended up finding a house but nobody answered so she ran around some more and found a building found a building and it was empty and nobody was there so she's abandoned house and a building so she ended up making her way to an interstate which I don't really. All right, I'm like so confused on where she is geographically because it's like abandoned building, abandoned house, and then wham. I mean, I think, I think she was just, too, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> she probably was a little confused as well. Yeah, she ended up making her way to the interstate and tried to, like to flag people down with a pillowcase. Um, she ended up being in Yolo County, California. Which, Yolo, Yolo, yeah, Yolo. You only live once. That's very fitting for her. Okay. It was about 150 miles away from her home, 
and she was trying to get people to stop, but she was thinking that people weren't because they could see her chains. So she tried to kind of hide those, and she used the pillowcase to flag people down, and she ended up getting a couple people to stop, and they called 911 for her. Sweet. Yeah, she was described as being frantic, and the 911 operator asked to speak with her, and she was just crying, and she just begged the operator to call her husband. And on the police radios, they were saying back to each other that they were responding to an unknown medical problem and described Sherry as being a victim of some sort of assault. Because like when they first, yeah, when they first found her, they didn't realize immediately that it was her, I don't think. Yeah. I'm about to say, did, I like, um, they're so, sure they've got pictures and everything. But. Yeah, because it was international news, but I'm sure when they first saw her, because once somebody's gone for a couple of days, yeah. the chances of coming back are really low. And it had been 22 days. My, okay, I was about to ask mm-hmm. how long it's been. Dang, it's been three weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so once Sherry is with the police, they start asking her a lot of questions, like who took her, how she escaped, and she told the police that she was abducted by two Hispanic women in a dark SUV. What? Yeah. That's not what I was going for. (laughs) She said that the two women always wore bandanas and covered their faces, so she couldn't see what they looked like, and she knew that one had dark curly hair, and the person she assumed to be the younger one had dark straight hair. And she assumed that they were sisters, and they spoke Spanish, so she didn't know what they were saying. She said that they abducted her at gunpoint and forced her into the SUV, and she intentionally tossed her phone to be a clue for Keith or somebody to find. They definitely listen to true comedy. Yeah. So that kind of sounds like, I don't know, like human trafficking or something like that. That's weird. Kind of where I was. Why? Because they're Hispanic. No, I just, they kidnapped a girl and I don't know. I, I was surprised when you said. Well, it's a woman kidnapping a woman. Like, two why women. Else, yeah. Why would you do that? They like, I, did say something about thinking it was human trafficking. Right. Um, I was actually going to get to that. Oh, sorry. I'm just jumping ahead. <laughs> just step ahead. Y'all are just really smart. Yeah. So finally they contacted Keith and told him to remain calm, but he heard Sherry in the background screaming his name, so he didn't remain calm. So he raced to the hospital to be with her, and she was very emotional. She, couldn't, she said she wouldn't answer any questions until she saw her husband. She said that she wouldn't talk until she was with someone that she knew and trusted. So, Aww. yeah, it was kind of sad. Same. Yeah. So officers escorted Keith to her room, but he uh, he was told to prepare himself because of Sherry's shocking appearance. She was covered in deep bruises, and her hair had been hacked off. They cut it? Yeah, they like chopped it off. All of it? Or like just like a bob cut? I think it was something like that. Oh, I thought they like shaved her head. <laughs> That'd be messed up. So she was starved, and she lost 18 pounds. She weighed 105 before she was abducted, and now she only weighed 87. So she was pretty small already. Yeah. She was like, yeah. Well, I mean, she's running 5K. She's probably, like, in decent shape. Yeah. And now she's, dang. That would Mm -hmm. be the worst. No chapstick That means that she's, like, casting Jude's size. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Maybe a little 
chapstick. She was probably mm-hmm. skin and bones. The fact that you said no chapstick. Not after the being starved. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant before. Yeah. 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 She was probably around our size. Yeah. Um, what's funny about you saying the chapstick? Keith had actually said, like when she was still missing, that he hoped that like she wasn't like really cold or really hot. Like he wanted. He knew she was gone, and yeah. he was scared for like what she was he going through. Wanted her stuff. to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> comfortably gone uh, yeah <laughs> so she also had a brand on her shoulder like they branded her like a burn brand yeah uh, and it was the word exodus what in the heck the whole word yeah like genesis exodus i know it's not a long word but still like i was thinking it was gonna be like the letter a not exodus e-x-o-d-u-s six. yeah it is six. <laughs> <laughs> six letters. So. Um, the theory was that it was human trafficking, and uh, that was the motive, because even though she was in her 30s, she could pass for being much younger because of her size, and she said that her abductors were selling her to a buyer that requested she be branded, and she told her husband that she couldn't talk to the police because they were a part of it. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. She told him that the buyer was a cop. Oh my God! What? Mm-hmm. Okay, this just got real weird. She took <laughs> a turn. She said that she was held at gunpoint, and when she was abducted, that she ripped her own hair out to leave it as a clue. And she said that the abductors were taunting her, saying that nobody was looking for her, and that the news had said she'd run away, which we know that it didn't. They were just telling her that. Mm. Um, some people had spread rumors that this was all a hoax, and that maybe Keith was involved. Or the hostage negotiator guy, like the anonymous businessman but and stuff. Why? I don't know. People were just saying it was a hoax. Okay. It didn't make any sense because of the state that Sherry came home in and the like shock that Keith like portrayed when he saw her. Or even that they would like put their kids through that kind of stuff. So after a year of all of this, Sherry was still not able to help investigators and police at all. And the police didn't have any leads. Keith said that at home, she was always on edge and she would jump like when a door shut and that it would take some serious therapy to help her. Mm. But it turns out that Sherry orchestrated the whole thing. What? Do what? She. Care to elaborate? She made it up. Wait. She made the whole thing up. So how did they find that out? First of all, because you just threw that out of us. Like, how did I'll they... tell you how. Oh, okay. In a little bit. I was about to say. Okay. Like, you care to elaborate? Like <laughs> so but, uh, she, she made the whole thing up. <laughs> yes. She made so the whole she, thing up. The end. She, so she just went on a three-week bender. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So she put on such a good act that even her husband didn't even suspect that she was lying. So investigators noticed that parts of Sherry's abduction story didn't make total sense. And the fact that two women abducted her, uh, but they could only find DNA on her clothes that matched one man. His DNA wasn't in CODIS, and um, he had no criminal record. What is CODIS? It's like the international. That's the database. Okay. Yeah. I just I didn't know if you knew what oh. it was. I don't I'm know what it stands for. I'm a crime for. junkie. A little <laughs> test. She passed. What does it stand for? CODIS. Uh, criminal. Know. Uh, yes, I don't know. Are you typing it up right now? Hmm? What's the name for? Combined DNA Index System. 
code to oh, oh so it's, it's just CD yeah cd cds i don't know i made it go away so it'd be cetus it's i don't know i'm just kidding i really don't care you can keep c-o-d-i-s oh combined d codis n-a codis codis kind of sounds like a cool name codis anyways his his dna wasn't in that okay and he had no criminal record and it took years for them to figure out who he was but through genealogy testing, they figured out who it was, and his name was James Reyes, and it was her ex-boyfriend. Oh, dang, the ex. Mm-hmm. So why? He said he hadn't seen her in six years when they called him. And she was with him right then. So she, it was, she cheated. That's what happened. She well, fabricated the whole thing, and she cheated on her husband. That's what happened. That is a big lie just to cheat on your husband. Like, <laughs> that, that is a lot. That is intense. Like... They had a GoFundMe for $50,000. <laughs> like, dude, you don't do that just because you want to cheat. I mean, just cheat on me. Like, <laughs> I mean, at least he got 50 Gs out of it. Whatever. All right. Sorry. So they discovered she was in contact with several men before she went missing. Oh, my God. And they were on her phone under women's names. Oh, my. So she, oh, my God. She was a master manipulator. She had been texting one guy. His name was Donovan for five years, and he said that Sherry often told him that Keith was violent and abusive towards her. This lady's, so I was thinking she she's was just, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that she's, she's just crazy. this pure little victim, and now she's a crazy, she's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. Like, she was on a work trip, and I think met Donovan, and they got together, and he had no idea that she was married. But, like, they had been in contact. There's a word for people like her but I'm not going to say it. Anyways, so they talked to her <laughs> friends and family, and all of them agreed that there was no way Keith abused her, like she had said. Yeah. So uh, they also said that she had a habit of running away when things got hard, and she had a history of making up stories and exaggerating the truth. And one boyfriend, boyfriend even broke up with her <laughs> because she had kept making up stories and pretending to have illnesses and she was just a pathological liar she's crazy yeah she's crazy she's just crazy yeah she told police that one of the women uh like the women that abducted her that they wore the big hoop earrings and had drawn like thin eyebrows that's a very like so she just thought of like a mexican and was just like she went, racist. she went very she went very stereotypical oh yeah. she yeah. also it's not racist, said just stereotypical yeah well this is about wait, 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 wait. so <laughs> my my thing is where'd the brain come from right can i tell you i'll oh, tell sorry. you <laughs> sorry i'll tell you everything okay sorry so she said that the woman wore the big hoop earrings and had drawn like thin eyebrows they wear sombreros and she, <laughs> stop <laughs> She said that they played really loud, annoying Mexican music. Oh, my God. Like She's a racist. Mariachi. Yeah, she was. I wouldn't want to meet her. She basically tried to create the persona of a threatening Latina woman. Okay. Yeah. She so knows. for her brand, it was the word Exodus. And she kept saying that it was a disturbing Bible passage. It's a whole book. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So she didn't know the Bible. The Old Testament. They forgot to put the numbers to be exact. They just put the chapter. What'd you just say? I said it's the last book of the Old Testament. No, no it's Genesis, Exodus. Oh my God! What it's a, the what second book? <laughs> you said it's the last book. My God! What is the last book? It's, it's like Habakkuk. Hold on. Exodus. No, no, we're not doing that. It's either it starts with an M. 
bro. Oh my God. Jeremiah, Why not? Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Songs of Solomon, Habib, Jeremiah, Limitations, Daniel, Hope. It's uh, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Naaman, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Malachi is the last one. Yeah. Why was I thinking Exodus? Yes, Malachi. Was the last one. Gosh. Why was I thinking Exodus was the last one? I don't know. It does sound like ominous. Exodus. What does the word Exodus That's mean? It means like. I think I, it means the end or something. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was about. I thought it was about saving. No, Exodus passage. means like being banned or something. No, you know what? Before I sound like an idiot. Maybe we shouldn't. What does Exodus mean? A mass departure of people, especially immigrants. Well, that makes sense. A mass. <laughs> the departure of Israelites. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Anyways. Sorry, oh. we just went on a tangent about what Exodus is. Um, okay, so continue. Why'd she get it? So before investigators fully unraveled the whole story, Sherry had told them she was a fan of true crime, and she also read the Elizabeth Smart memoir. And you know who Elizabeth Smart is? Sounds very familiar, but no. She was um, the girl who was like held hostage for like years. And her captor even like let her out in public, but I th- what's the word when uh, home syndrome? Ho- Stockholm. Oh, Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. yeah. So she she knew a lot of stuff about true crime. So finally, James Reyes, which was the ex boyfriend, he ended up telling investigators everything. Um, they had when they had called and like asked him if he knew where she was. Mm-hmm. He had said that he hadn't seen her in six years. Um, So James told investigators that Sherry had reached out to him asking for help, and she told him that Keith was abusing her and that she needed to escape. So he was thinking he was helping. He followed her instructions, and he had a friend rent a car, and he drove nine hours to pick her up. And so she just tossed her phone on the ground, and she got in the back seat and laid down, and he drove nine hours back to his apartment. What a trooper. Yeah. Bro just drove 18 hours and down. she just laid down. down in the back. Bad. <laughs> she took a nap. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he you was driving. This, oh. Sorry. You know what this sounds like? You ever seen the movie Gone Girl with Ben Affleck? Oh, and yes. uh, what, no. what's the other I one? love that movie. It's, you need to watch it because it, it reminds me a lot of this because like, his wife goes missing. and I, it's like, I just keep losing more and more faith in women. Yeah. Women. No, in general. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Sorry. Go. He was go. driving to the point where he was like, Getting tired and falling asleep. Hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was helping her um, to the point that he let her have the bed and he slept on the couch. This guy is a simp. They. <laughs> he is a simp. They. It wasn't even like romantic. They weren't even together. He just thought he was helping her out. And he also didn't have a TV. So he had no idea how big of a deal it was that she was with him. This guy takes me off. He he seems like somebody that would just piss me off if I was around him. <laughs> he All does. Right. Sorry, go ahead. So every day that she was gone, he went to work and she just sat at his apartment, starving herself and branding herself. <laughs> chopped her hair off and like she had wounds when she came back home. Oh yeah. So she and she self-inflicted all of them. <laughs> James, I need you to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do what? Oh my goodness. So I don't know how clueless he was at this point because she started starving herself and asking him to help her create wounds. 
I don't know if he's just. No, this is a guy that would just irritate me to be around. Yeah, he's stupid. Yeah. Like, he's a, all right, you, you say he's abusive, Keith. Like, that's who she's talking about, right? Yeah. Her husband. It's like, you don't have any bruises or scars or anything like that. Like, that's it. It's like, all right. What he's very mean? trusting. The only, yeah, the only thing I could think of is, like, he probably thinks that she just got out of this super abusive relationship, and he's, like, just not even he's asking just, questions. Just like, okay, are you okay? What do you need? He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. The sweet little. You can be a good guy and not stupid at the same time. <laughs> so she had him buy a wooden branding tool, and she could have put anything on herself. And but she had him write out Exodus on her shoulder, with the with a wood burning tool, like with a brand. Yeah, so like what you would burn wood with, yeah. Yeah. No, but there's like wood bur- burning. I tools really you don't can, know because I know what you, I know. Yeah, what you're there's talking like about. wood bur- burning like tools you can use like thing? a pencil and you write it. Oh my god! And I was like, that would be, I thought it was just like a stamp on know. and like you're done. But you got him to <laughs> write it letter. out. You are a trooper. Well, it wasn't a brand that said Exodus, so it probably I guess it could have been that. Yeah. Oh gosh, that sounds He didn't terrible. think, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. You, want, you t- want me to brand you? Yeah. That sounds great. That's a great idea. <laughs> so, when, when, the doc- when she was in the hospital, the doctors actually had no idea what it said because it was like all scabbed and stuff. And so she like leaned over and she was like, I think it says Exodus. <laughs> that makes me want to cringe. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah. She also had him like help her break her nose. <laughs> he held up a hockey stick and she just ran slap into it. Jerry. What is this guy's name? <laughs> James. James. Reyes. Gosh, yep. you're such a doof. <sighs> okay. Whatever. So Thanksgiving morning, she woke up and I guess she missed her kids. So she wanted to go home. So she had him rent another car and drop her off. She wrapped trains around herself and threw a pillowcase over her head, and she was found, like the way I told you. She had, poli- uh, she had people stop, and they called the police. She's a terrible person. Yeah, she is. She's awful. Hate her. So the police told Sherry that James had confessed all of this, and they, they brought Sherry and Keith back into the station, and I think a few years had passed already, like some time had passed. So they told Sherry that James had confessed and they actually knew the whole story. And she tried to make it seem to Keith that she, like, she started, like, getting agitated and, like, whispering to him. And he was like, what's going on? Like, this is great news. And she had said that she didn't want the girls to be caught because the younger sister had actually saved her life. Like, she was the one that dropped her off on the side of the road. The, so she the, was just the, trying to... Yeah, the fake captors or whatever. Yeah, she right. was just freaking out, trying to get herself out of it. Oh but I don't goodness. know like what she was thinking. Yeah. So they said that there were actually no Hispanic women ever. And she started crying and denying it. And Keith, when he heard all of this, he just walked out of the room. Same. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'd take the kids and be like, this is, you're, un- you're crazy. She's unfit. Yeah. Defects. Yeah. He, yeah, he had believed her the whole entire time not knowing that she was talking to other men and like even having an affair. But poor Keith, man. Man. He just got the short end of the stick. Yeah. What's oh, what's also worse is that two locals, their names were Terry and Marilyn Smith. They were huge supporters of the Papini family because their daughter had gone missing in nineteen uh ninety eight 
she disappeared from the same road and she went to high school with Sherry. So Sherry just staged her kidnapping to look like that girl. Oh my gosh. I mm-hmm. bet you they were like, oh, if she can be found, there's there's hope that our daughter can be found. Mm-hmm. And then the figures, like, turns out the whole thing's fake. Yeah. So they helped her, like, try to, like, for years they were helping her. And it all ended up being a lie. And she had put the Latino community on edge because this was this is in California. Right. So, so there's Latino already, it's already heavy. a little tent mm-hmm. over there. Like when well, there's a lot of Latinos in mm-hmm. California. And when um, she had gone missing, I think the police even, or maybe like the news had told women, like Latino women, stay inside. Like if, if oh, <laughs> okay, cops are out because they were inside. yeah. So she had put them on edge. She uh, she had like framed a specific group of people, them. And but she had also like diver- diverted like a bunch of resources, time and money. Right, people spent money. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, like I said earlier, they raised a fifty thousand dollar mm-hmm. GoFundMe. So that's just what people were willing to donate. That's not like the government, police, and yeah, the police fire rescue resources. Yeah, so it was all made up. And so that's the story of Sherry Pino. No, what happened to her? What do you mean? Did she get thrown in prison? You can't just like leave it like that. You don't know. <laughs> You're never coming on this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe that. Surely she, she's serving time. Um, she's uh, got. All right, all right. But I guess I'm gonna did take she over commit here. a crime? Technically. Well, she. Yeah, I would think she. The the fact that has to be some kind of crime. I just don't know what it is. The fact a that misdemeanor she, maybe, but like. Wait. So Sherry Pampini results. She was sentenced today. Oh, this was September today? 19th. No, this was actually a year ago, though. September 19, 2022, uh, she was sentenced to 18 months in prison to be followed by 36 months of supervised release for making uh, false statements to FBI agents about the circumstances of her own hoax kidnapping and, kidnapping and committed mail fraud based on her being a kidnapping victim. Um, so she only got 18 months of prison, and she's got 36 months of probation, basically. That's crazy. Well, I was about to say, because I was thinking, I was like, well, I guess she didn't commit any, like, major, major crime. She just wasted a lot of resources. Yeah. Right. And the, the lying. I mean, that, that lying to cops, yeah. You know yeah, who that lying. reminds me of? What was, what was that girl recently with the Cheez-Its Do on what? the side of the road? What? She had said that she was, like, coming home from work, and she said she saw a kid, like, walking on the side of the road. So she... Pulled over and tried to get it and like called nine one one, and her name was Carly Russell. And she was like gone just for a little bit of time, and and like her brother had raised awareness because they were saying that she wasn't getting the support that other people would get if they were to go missing. Uh, and it all ended up she had made the whole thing up, and uh, I think okay. she actually had like gone because she had a boyfriend. I don't know. She had gone and spent time with somebody else. That's just so messed up because you like made so many people look stupid on your behalf. Uh-huh. Right. Like there's so many people out here like, oh, poor her, poor her. And it's like, I made the whole thing up. Yeah, it's like, it it's in like July, faking your death. Like yeah. it's like faking your death to see how many people show up to your funeral. Y'all ever thought about faking yes. your death? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know why. I've, al- I've, like, I've always it. thought about like, what if I just went missing? Um, that's What weird. would happen? You think no, weird? I, I feel like people have those no, thoughts. Not faking a death. I've debated disappearing before. Just like give everybody a little spook. Not even for them. Really for me. Really, well, like really, yeah. just like like it's I'm a just going narcissist. 
No. No. Just to like be like, I'm gonna go I'm gonna just disappear for like a year or so. Like for myself. I don't not, know if I'd go for a but, year. But you know it, the part that keeps you from doing it is like everybody that would suck because everybody's gonna be worried. Yeah, I'd probably do it for like a month and then like come back and just be like, What are y'all talking like, about? Just go to like Italy. <laughs> go to like Italy for like a year. Yeah. Just kind of freeload. That's just kind of crazy because it's like you have this whole other life now. Right. And that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It does sound but fun. But it would like in the least uh, conceited way, like what about all the people back here? Yeah. Yeah. What about all these people that, that I love call my family? Yeah. <laughs> that just love me. <laughs> they would death. be so heartbroken. <laughs> um, I was thinking you were going to say, have you ever thought about who would show up to your funeral? Oh, oh. yeah. I would hope I have a pretty nice turnout. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd I'd make mine like a, I'd do mine like a bowling alley, for y'all like. Bowl. I don't think you get to decide. Oh, you can't what? do that unless you what put it you in your will about? or like escape room. Oh my! If God. you get out, you can make it to my funeral time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yours, the funeral is gonna be kind of a big deal, isn't it? Because oh, are yeah. you technically military? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you have to actually retire from the military to get the whole like you talking about like guns and the yeah jets the whole and yeah. the whole deal. Aim. Arr, yeah, yeah. A flyover. Yeah, anything. yeah. You got to I, I think you have to actually retire. The J Stars flyover. What's yeah. it called? <laughs> Pull that one back up. What's that part? What? Um. Wouldn't that be wild? With oh, the, the trumpet? trumpet? Is that what? What is that it part? Oh. The bagpipes. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. They bring the J Stars out of retirement just to you. fly it over one last time. <laughs> that would That'd be, be dramatic. That'd be intense. So, so that was Sherry Papini. Yep. Gosh, I can't stand her now. That's why I'm glad I made fun of her last name in the beginning. Um, okay, so she was just fake. I'm if glad you that we stereotyped her. Yeah. I mean, it's after what she did to my Latino people. I know. She was just, I mean, whatever. When I say my, I don't mean because I'm Latino. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was going to say what? My Latino people. But I do care you not for see them. the stash right now? I care, yeah. Um, you do kind of look it right now. So. I guess if you haven't seen Gone Girl, I definitely recommend going and watching it. <laughs> Recommendation. Watch the TV version. What? Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO, I think. Um, it's really good. It's it's got. Have you ever seen? Oh my goodness, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. It's oh, Keira Knightley. No. Oh. What's the sister? Oh yeah, yeah. What's her name? I love her. I Anyways, can't think of her name. Yeah, she's in it too. But yeah, I guess that's going to put us in God is Good Time. And Cassidy, do you want us to, to give us our verse for this episode? Cassidy has the verse. Pastor yeah. Cassidy. So my all-time favorite verse comes from 1 Corinthians 13. And I love the whole chapter, but I'll just read verse, uh, verse 4. And it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking or easily angered, and it keeps no records of wrong. Yeah, this is a this is a hard one to hear right after I just can't stand that Papini lady. <laughs> That's um, the this is the marriage verse. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like one of them. Yeah, like right after I hear it's like right after I hear all the horrible things this lady did to her husband, her kids, and her whole family, and then it's like love is kind. Love well. Is- what Sherry Papini no did was not keep no record of wrong. Yeah. And she was not self-seeking. Not not self-seeking. But we still have to love her. Right. Well, I was thinking about it in terms of she did not know what she was doing in her marriage. 
Oh, yeah, no, she definitely messed up. But, <laughs> yeah, she definitely messed up big time. But on our end, I guess we shouldn't be judging her. I mean, I don't know why she did what she did, but. Christians do have, Christians are supposed to judge one another. Well, we're supposed to, yeah, we're supposed to, well. Not in a condemning way. I yeah, think, or I think like be a. It's iron sharpen iron yeah. sort of thing. Like, yeah. uh, no, not critical, but. Accountability? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, that's. No? Yeah, I guess accountable, but I guess, yeah. Healthy, I guess healthy judgment. Yeah. Constructive criticism. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, yeah. constructive criticism. Not like, you're a dirt bag, be better. Man, but like, you suck. <laughs> yeah, you're a bag full of dirt, be better. Different. Okay, whatever. Anyways, so, well, hopefully, uh, I guess Sherry Papini is probably out of prison by now? Or uh, yeah. It was in 2000. 2001. No, she's probably still in there. September. It's been a year. She wasn't sentenced, I don't think, until like 2022. Because you know how long it was September or something, 2022. Yeah, so I think she's probably still in prison right now. She had 18 months of prison time and yeah, then 36 months of uh, actual life. Yeah, it hasn't even been a a year yet. So Wait, this is 2016 kidnapping. I might have given you all the wrong date. Oh. Well, I gave you the right story, so. You are terrible at this. No, I'm kidding. It was I, a good story. I kept really. running into that. Like there was stuff that would when you would go to different sources and get different stuff. Yeah. Sometimes dates would be off. What was interesting on the one I'm about to do is if you read the story from a certain angle, it says that the, I mean, it says that like the it was an abusive relationship his parents or whatever, but it says that it was the dad who was abusive. But if you read it from another one, it says, it says the mom, the mom was, was abusive. abusive. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, you really just got to, I mean, I guess just reliable sources, you know. So, well, shoot. I guess that's all we have for today. That was a, definitely a, a different story. I was not expecting that. It was that. a doozy. Yeah, it was. It kind of threw me off when, uh, whenever you were like, yeah, she made it all up. I'm like, what? What does that mm-hmm. mean? So, but yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Shooting the Breeze. I'm Cody. And I'm Sawyer. And we'll see you next week with another episode.